Hey, welcome back to Action Action, the podcast that watches all the action movies to go on our big list. Uh, this is episode 142, and this week we watched Upgrade. With me as always is James. Hey. And Dustin. Hello. And we have a guest this week. This is the guest's choice. Uh, from the Android's Amazing Podcast, we have Hunter. Hey, How's it going, man? What's going on, guys? Thanks for having me. Thank you very much for coming on. All the way from uh, Long Island. Yeah, all the way from easy breezy Long Island, New York. <laughs> yeah, that's <laughs> nice. what I... When I think about Long Island, that's what I... <laughs> that's what told. he says all the time. <laughs> yeah. Uh, you, you don't think Island that's like, probably going to get engulfed by the ocean in the next 10 years? Nah, you think easy breezy. <laughs> yeah. I think about islands. I think about nice places that I'd like to visit, except for Long Island. <laughs> oh, ouch. Hey, man. Long, hey, it's better than Rhode Island, at least in my opinion. <laughs> we go to Montauk. Isn't that... Is Montauk there? Montauk is there, yeah. Montauk is our yeah. big thing. <laughs> we have Montauk yeah. and we have Fire Island. Yeah, you got the Montauk monster up there. Do we? I know that we have the... Stra- I know we're based off Stranger Things. Like, the, the whole Stranger Things incident was we're in Long Island somewhere. Oh, is that that is that because of the Three Mile Island? Uh, I don't know. I just know it was like the Manhattan Projects or something like that. Or well, there's Three Mile Island, which I think was, if I remember correctly, was a Three Mile Island was like a nuclear disaster. That disaster, it was a nuclear meltdown that happened on the East Coast somewhere. I think in that area. Mm, maybe but, I, I just know that people were complaining that Stranger Things, the Stranger Things guys, stole stuff from Long Island Legends, and I was like, it's just a good show, guys. Why do you got to complain? <laughs> It's a legend. Aren't you allowed to steal stuff from legends? To that's what I thought. But <laughs> where is uh, where is uh, Stranger Things supposed to take place? Uh, Hawkins, Colorado. Oh, is this supposed to be Colorado in that show? I think so. It seems like a real like either Middle USA or Pacific Northwest place to me. I would have probably said New England if I was going to guess, but I guess uh, they don't have the accents. So no, they don't. <laughs> I don't know. Well, it's Stephen. It feels like a Stephen King thing, and that's all New England, right? So, oh, it's yeah, Indiana. Right. Indiana. There you go. Middle of the country. I knew it was somewhere. Is that, fly, is, is that flyover Midwest. country? Is that flyover territory? I think it's one of the flyovers. That's like our fucking Saskatchewan. Uh, Saskatchewan, <laughs> Manitoba, the the most lovely places. You guys, yeah. with your Manitoba Smiths. <laughs> I hate, yeah, it. I hate it. any listeners who might be <laughs> from there. <laughs> hey. Uh, uh, yeah. No. Um, well, thanks so much for being on the podcast. Uh, so usually what we do uh, is we go around and we just say something that we either we really liked, uh, pop culture, like a book or a comic, a movie or a TV show that we're watching this week, or something that we really didn't like. Uh, do you have anything, Hunter? Uh, I've been watching... Um uh, oh god, what did I just watch? Uh, besides Upgrade, <laughs> again. Um, <laughs> I watched uh, that new Animal Crackers movie on Netflix. It was uh, just okay. Animal Crackers? What's the deal with that? Yeah, it's like this cartoon circus movie about these animal crackers that turn you into animals, and it was it, it's this whole thing. And then I watched Breakfast oh, wait, Club. I, I watched the Animal Crackers movie with my kids. Yeah, you I watched just, it by myself. Into it now. <laughs> <laughs> well, I, yeah. Well, when he said they turn you into... I, I mean, I kind of watched it with, like while I was on my laptop. Mm. But, yeah, that was a kind of a fucked up weird movie. Yeah, it was, right? <laughs> this is a kid's Dang. thing, but it was, like, weird and messed up. Well, it's just a little weird. Like, you eat these crackers, the animal crackers. It's like a circus, and there's an evil circus guy. and Voiced by Ian McKellen. Yeah. Oh, okay. It's, it's interesting. 
It's something. And then I watched uh, this movie called Blood Vessel. It's a horror movie that was on uh, the streaming service Shudder. Oh, yeah. It's uh, about Nazi vampires on a U-boat, and a bunch of American <laughs> soldiers wash up there, and they fight them. <laughs> it's pretty good. Sounds awesome. <laughs> you had me at Nazis, says Dustin. <laughs> Uh, how was that was it good it was pretty good i mean it's one of those like c-list horror films so it's got got some camp to it but it's it's good every character's a stereotype there's a guy from new there's a guy from brooklyn there's an australian guy there's a russian dude there's a there's an old man character like and then there's the token girl character so like everybody's like a stereotype but it's okay overall well, that's pretty typical for some of those kind of horror movies, right? And just get all the stereotypical characters and kill them off. It's just, one. Yeah, it's just easier to write it that way. Just go, eh, there you go. And uh, the Australian guy said, you want a knife? So, that was cool. Oh, jeez. <laughs> so, Dustin, do you have Shudder, Dustin? Uh, I don't have Shudder, but I was thinking of getting it this October. Yeah, I was a little surprised you don't have it. Yeah, I'm just a cheapskate, and I download a lot of things. I mean... I don't do that. I pay for everything. <laughs> exactly. I pay for everything as well. We're on the same page. <laughs> In Canada, it's not illegal to download. It's only illegal to upload, from what I understand. Oh, interesting. I don't know what it is here, but... Uh, in America, it's illegal to do both. Well, then I definitely don't do it. <laughs> yeah, so... There you go. <laughs> hashtag freedom. Exactly. <laughs> what about you, James? Do you watch anything? I've been pretty much just watching hockey because we're like right into the playoffs now. So we are so stereotypically Canadian. Yeah, um, yeah, I can tell, but uh, it's okay. <laughs> yeah, just been watching hockey and keeping up with uh, Alone, oh, the yeah, TV right. show. So that's that uh, reality show, that survival kind of show. Yeah, the survival show. So that's pretty good, and uh, that's about it. I don't really have much to talk about this week. So talk to, on the hockey tip. Like <laughs> I've been watching quite a bit of it, but like, what do you think about like the like the experience that the NHL is giving? Because I think it's pretty amazing. I think it's pretty good. I mean, what they've how they've been able to improve with the crowd noise is like incredible. Yeah, like I mean, you, you, you get, like, like in context of other sports, like everybody's kind of doing a yeah. different thing to come back right now from pandemic, and it's like some of them are kind of yeah, awkward like, to watch. Like I turned on I baseball hate, and saw the fake people in the crowd and stuff. <laughs> yeah, I hate the NBA with their Zoom fans. I think oh, it's like cardboard thing. Yeah, they should just do cardboard that. cutouts. It's just easier. <laughs> yeah. Well, the, well the, what the hockey is doing is hockey is taking the lower the lower bowl. And they've just put gigantic tarps, like with like logos all over the seats. Mm-hmm. So it's like you don't even notice that there's actually seats there. Oh, that's kind of cool. And they've done custom, from what I understand, they've done custom cheers and reactions to the anthem and stuff like that. Um, don't get James started on the whole anthem thing. <laughs> um, they've, so they've done custom custom cheers and like reactions that are based on actual recordings from the the team that's that, that's playing mm-hmm. so like the fan sounds for like a, the Canucks will be different than the fan sounds for like the Flyers or like your your uh, Islanders mm. right yeah so it, it actually is surprisingly effective I've found like the crowd noise yeah, actually makes it feel like 
some, you know, the energy is there or whatever. I don't know. And anyway, the bubble we're seems boring, to be we're working. boring hunter to death with hockey talk. <laughs> yeah. Nah, it's all good. I like to hear some stuff from other people. You know, because like the hockey people here are really annoying. Like uh, I used, people here I used, are pretty annoying too. Yeah, yeah. No, well, I used to know some people who uh, from high school who were super annoying about hockey, and I was like. Okay, guys, but you guys, you know, it's justified. You're Canadian. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah, we're allowed. We're allowed. You guys get, yeah, you guys get the hockey pass. <laughs> <laughs> Dustin, what about you? Uh, I haven't, didn't get a chance to watch a lot this week, but I did watch uh, this new horror movie called Relic. Ooh, uh, yes, yes. It's not the old horror movie called Relic? No, not the Relic about the monster in the museum. Uh, just Relic. Uh, did you watch that, Hunter? You yeah, it was good. I uh, I got a little Letterbox rating on there, but I thought, yeah, I gave it like a seven. It was pretty good. Yeah, I liked it quite a bit. Uh, kind of a sort of a take on the haunted house genre. Yeah, but uh, like super weird, and like it gave me like the Hajita, you know, like I as the the younger daughter was like going through that little back alley thing and she kept yeah, getting yeah, stuck. Yeah. I'm like, I can't do this. I would just, <laughs> oh God, if, if I was in that scenario, I would have never done it in the first place, first of all. <laughs> right. Yeah, you got that whole sort of different part of the house. But, um, yeah, that was cool though. Yeah, this stars like Emily Mortimer, John, who you'd probably you remember from news, uh, the newsroom, the HBO show. Oh yeah. Yeah. She was like uh, Jeff Daniels' producer. Um, but yeah, so I, I really liked it. It's kind of a metaphor about like dementia and our senility and stuff. And, yeah. yeah, so but it was uh, another good example of uh, how much you, you can kind of do a lot with not very much because there's only a handful of actors. There's like four in maybe. One yeah, and there's like one location really for the yeah. movie. But uh, yeah, pretty pretty good, pretty creepy. Yeah, it's gonna be interesting. There's gonna be a pandemic movie that comes out of this. Like oh, of somebody's course. gonna somebody's well, gonna the, record. There's already this movie called Host. Uh, have you guys any of you heard of this? It's only like oh, an hour just, long, but it's like it just uh, came out. Uh, yeah, I haven't watched it's like it a yet. Horror Zoom call movie. Oh, okay. Like that, uh, like that unfriended thing that came out a couple years yeah. ago, where they're all in like yeah, that Facebook messenger chat or whatever. <laughs> right. Yeah. They did a couple of those unfriendeds. So yeah, I think there's two or three. I think same sort of idea, basically, yeah. mm. except Zoom call. So I'm going to check that out, but I don't know. Yeah, but you know, there's going to be like a Blair Witch, like a big movie that's going to come out of this. Like somebody's going to do it. There yeah, has probably. been a Corona movie that came out, but it's by that guy who uh, Charlie Charlie Band. Charles Band. Oh, Charles Band. Yeah. Yeah, he did a Corona Zombies, where two yeah, yeah. hot chicks fight zombies that have the coronavirus. <laughs> right. So oh, okay. But we'll, we'll get like a legit, we'll get a legit pandemic movie in the next three years for sure. Uh, have either of you guys, if you guys are kind of horror, you know, whatever, have you watched a, a movie called uh, Color? Was it Color Out of Space? Yes. Yeah, yes, I watched that it. Movie it was awesome. Yeah, I watched it. I've I've been interested. Is, you liked it, Hunter? Yeah, it, uh, it's Nicholas Cage has had like a slow rise back to popularity with uh, Mandy, Mom and Dad, and then with this movie. So I definitely recommend Color Out of Space. Comeback. It's just yeah, he's, he's we were big back. big Mandy fans. Yeah, we actually yeah. did Mandy as a Halloween episode a couple. Yeah, I saw that ago. on the uh, the letterbox list. Yeah, uh, yeah, love Mandy. Uh, this yeah, movie Mandy's I was great. only kind of half sold on. Like it took a while to wow, get going, really? and then it just oh, yeah. goes off the goes off the fucking rails. It is a very <laughs> slow all. burn, and then it just hits you with Cthulhu Lovecraftian yeah. bullshit, yeah. and you're like, oh sweet. Yeah. <laughs> and Tommy Chong's there for some reason. I think what's really interesting about this movie is that it's directed by Richard Stanley. 
Right. Yeah. Like, it's so like, I mean, he's while, known for it? the island of Dr. Moreau. Yeah, uh, that was his, like, the downfall. First, isn't it the first one he's made since the documentary um, about he did the about theater bazaar in 2011 yeah this is the first one i heard of him doing like since yeah, same. the island of dr moreau like i hadn't heard his name and because he made the documentary about making the island of dr moreau well did he make the documentary or was he just i thought it? he did i saw the documentary but i didn't recall if he if he made it or not but it was an interesting documentary um and i'd seen uh you know hardware was one of his early movies mm. with um Dylan McDermott. It's like a weird robot horror kind of movie, but it's pretty cool. Uh, So he's kind of making a comeback, too, I guess, at the same time as Nick Cage. Cage, Yeah, maybe they'll just ride each other's uh, stardom, you know? (laughs) Keep going. (laughs) Well, I don't really have anything else to talk about. You didn't watch anything, John? I watched some hockey. I'm watching (laughs) The Americans. Oh, yeah, you're working your way through The Americans. That show's really great. Not really much else to say about the show. It's like perfect prestige television. Mm. Um, it's just really good. This week we watched Upgrade. You know, roll the trailer. As a quadriplegic, it must be frustrating for you. Someone who likes to get things done with their hands. Here's the thing. Four guys murdered my wife. Don't you fucking catch up! If I could find these men, I'd do it. What if I told you I could offer you something that would enable you to walk again? I call it STEM. A computer chip that has the potential to change everything. It's a new, better brain. I am STEM. The system operating your body for you. Can anybody else hear you? No, only you. If you are involved in this somehow, then you need to let me know. Well, I was in the area, detective. There's a gun implanted inside his hand. Stan, what do you think I should do? Move, Gray. Whoa, 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 whoa! <laughs> you are persistent. I cannot allow us to be killed. We are going to finish the job we started. All right, so Hunter, tell us, please, why, of all the movies you could have picked, you picked Upgrade. Because you guys told me you didn't want to do R.I.P.D. <laughs> <laughs> no, that's oh, not I the reason. Privy, I wasn't privy to that conversation. <laughs> but yes, no, I agree, um, we did not want to do R.I.P.D. <laughs> <laughs> it's, it's one of my guilty pleasure movies. But um, Upgrade, I don't know, when I saw it back, I don't know, I saw it last year, I think, and it just, like... It was something different than a regular action movie because I was used to seeing like the John Wicks and like the Edges of Tomorrow and stuff like that. So I got like a lot of sci-fi, like big budget movies, and then I saw that uh, Lee one uh, Lee Wanell was doing another movie after what did he do last? Um, in, uh, no, before Invisible Man, but after Insidious. Um, I was like, okay, I, I can get behind this guy. Insidious Chapter Three was decent, and then this uh, was like a, a sci-fi. Th- action thriller with like a little dash of horror so i was like this is kind of like my jam i'm a big sci-fi guy yeah. like i love alien and cool predator mix of so cool mix of yeah. genres going on mm. and i always, you always got to love those revenge thrillers you know oh mm. for sure <laughs> yeah yeah it's kind of interesting i didn't know anything about like i didn't look into the movie before i watched it and then i i was looking at the the writer director how do you pronounce his name uh lee Wanell. Lee Winnell. Yeah, I was pretty interested to see that he's, like, more of a... Originally a writer. Like, he wrote Saw. He wrote, yeah, he wrote Saw. Oh, yeah. He's a big horror writer. Yeah, he, he wrote, wrote the, the first Insidious. 
What's that? Is that the mule? Yeah, I don't know. Oh, it's that's, not, a, it's that's not a different the, the mule. It's not the Clint Eastwood mule. The mule. <laughs> no, no, it's no. definitely not. <laughs> and he wrote Cooties, which is an underrated zombie film with Elijah Wood killing children. It's pretty cool. Cooties? I haven't, I haven't even heard of that. I gotta yeah, they, put that on the watch um, list. They eat mutated chicken nuggets, and then all the kids start to turn evil into zombies, so the adults kill them. It's pretty cool. All right, listen up. I'd back off if I was you. I was an all-state football champion. Y'all are a bunch of kids. Look, we've all wanted to do that to Vice Principal Sims, okay? I know I have. But uh, a line has been crossed. You can't eat the teachers, man. Call me right now. I'm down. Wow, that sounds awesome. Yeah, definitely check it out. Um... (laughs) Yes, I mean, he's got quite a storied uh, career as a writer, as a specifically a horror writer. Yeah. But then his his directing... Um, yeah, he's on his, a roll uh, right now. It's been pretty good. I mean, I uh, I really liked Invisible Man oh, a lot. Oh, yes, I that was, was one of my favorite really movies good. so far this year. Did you see Invisible Man, James? I haven't seen it. No, you not have yet. to. <laughs> it's like a real slow burn horror. Mm-hmm. Uh, it kind of lost me in its last act, but the first two thirds are so good that I still definitely liked it overall. Yeah, the last act kind of got convoluted. Yeah, I don't know. I just got a little bit kind of. It's like he abandoned some of the smart stuff he had going on early in the movie and got yeah. kind of a bit tropey at the end. But uh, but overall, still really good. So and he and obviously a huge hit. So he's like he's kind of killing it right now. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Out. So I'm looking here. Are they they're making an upgrade TV show? I saw, I saw that. that. I didn't yeah. even know that. That's awesome. I just saw that last night when I was looking online. I mean, uh, the world is awesome, so I'm glad because, <laughs> like, a lot of that, like, like with the cybernetic enhancements you can get inside your body, that was like such a cool thing that they just kind of blew over. Right. That's just like a <laughs> kind of a small aside in this movie. Yeah, though, this guy's got a gun in his arm and he can load a bullet in his like fucking like a uh, forearm, and I was like, how are we not talking about this? <laughs> <laughs> That's its own movie right there. Yeah. I took this as more of like kind of John Wick one world building mm-hmm. yeah. where they're they're more just like here's the story here's all this other shit that's happening like around it and we're not going to explain anything we're just going to we're just going to go, go with, with the story and we're just going to expect that our audience is just going to understand that you know there's all this other stuff happening yeah mm-hmm and just you know whatever and then the fact that they're gonna f- like flesh that out more with like a TV show or another movie I think is a really cool idea because I think they're I think you're, yeah, yeah. yeah I think you're right Hunter there is a really interesting like world that they're creating where they can go into like all this stuff and they can go into her what's the name of the company she works for oh, Casper God. um Cobalt <clears throat> Cobalt yeah. Cobalt yeah. yeah so they they can go into like Cobalt like there's so many avenues into yeah, like the main character could be like a, a worker from Cobalt who gets tied up in something or like the hacker could have her own story because she was in there for literally two minutes or something so right, and then yeah, we can get some hacker, more soldier yeah. stuff like it'd be cool to like well, and like yeah. the whole VR world thing that they were talking about that was just brushed over that was kind of cool because she she even says that hacker she's like I can't we can't let them win yeah yeah and then he like says that. who and then there's never really an answer to that right mm-hmm. yeah so it definitely it, it leaves you wanting more for sure yeah definitely even uh, this is my second time watching this movie but when I when it finished my first thought was like you know what I would be into a sequel but yeah TV show might be an even better idea yeah, especially how they leave it damn like yeah so it, it, it comes out of nowhere abrupt, it is an abrupt <laughs> conclusion yeah. So this is a, 
I, I, I'm missing. We're, I hate when we have guests on. We just we're even worse than normal. Um, <laughs> oh my bad. <laughs> so, no, it's not. It's definitely not your fault. It's us not knowing what we're doing. So uh, for anybody who's listening who hasn't seen the movie, Upgrade is a 2018 uh, kind of an action sci-fi thriller uh, directed by Lee Winnell, uh, starring Logan Marshall Green. Um, I don't know the other guy. He's pretty much starring him. He's like yeah. The, he's like the only dude. The only dude. But uh, the movie is like set in near future. Technology controls nearly every aspect of life. But when the worlds of Gray, a self-labeled technophobe, is turned upside down, his only hope for revenge is an experimental computer chip implant. Um, and I think that, that, that that's a good summation of the film. Um, yeah. Sometimes they're not that great. But pretty much you got like Benedict Hardy is, I'd say, like the next guy. He plays Fisk. Uh, yeah, he's, he's like after dude. him the entire time. He's, yeah. a, he's a cool. I think he's kind of cool in this because he's just like got a real creepy look to him. Like, yeah, like, that yeah, mustache like, really drives the whole like. <laughs> oh, he's a little weirdo, isn't he? Kind of, yeah. you know. Yeah. <laughs> this guy's and, into some uh, weird shit. Mm-hmm. Another good. Uh, another. I think the other main character is Harrison uh, Gilberston. Uh, play, that's uh, he plays Aaron Keen. Yeah, he plays, so he the plays the like genius. this like fucking loser Elon Musk <laughs> douchebag yeah I said boy genius and you were like fucking loser <laughs> uh, well Detective Cortez I feel like has a pretty, pretty big part. oh yeah you know she's what? That's definitely unfair. tertiary that's very very unfair um the one main problem off the bat for this movie it is kind of girlfriend in the fridge oh fridge yeah. <laughs> right. uh which is unfortunate like I think this movie's way too smart to have to do that yeah at least they explain um, it kind of later on in the movie why it happened instead of just like yeah she's dead they're just like and there's this complicated reason why we did it and so it, it works itself out but it's still hard fridging yeah it's uncool <laughs> i mean it's one of those movies that's it's a very lean movie in a lot of ways right like um it's not overly bloated and you know it feels just like an easy that, that's the th- kind of thing i was sort of talking about with his invisible man movie too is like he does so many things um, in a well thought out way. Uh, very seem like very intelligent. Most of the scripts will be really well done, but then then he'll cut some corners here and there, and that, and it stands out kind of a little bit all the more to me just because everything else is done so well. So then, like like you're saying with the fridge, the fridging, uh, it seems like it's just like a quick way to like let's get this going and not have to like I don't know. Why is it never boyfriend in a fridge? Yeah, yeah. I mean, I I do feel like with so much stuff going on and like it being so complicated with the technology and whatnot simplifies it all and makes it pretty simple to understand what's going on. Yeah, so you, you can, can digest you it can, without being a genius. <laughs> yeah, exactly. And I found I didn't really get hung up on anything being like, well, wait a second. How does this work, though? It yeah. just kind of flows. <laughs> mm-hmm. Right. So the only thing I was curious about was like when it zoomed in on the guys with the gun hands, they had like these little buttons on their palms. Like, is that like how you shoot and reload besides like shooting it into your arm? I thought that was the only thing right. I was questioning. I was like, what are all the extra buttons? I know one is shoot, but like, what are the other three? Cocks, like maybe? Power, like, it's like a power glove, you know? Except yeah, maybe. It kills like, people. <laughs> I like how he does like a, you know, like a fist bump to like, like it's a shotgun. Cock it. Yeah. 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 And lock and load. You gotta yeah. have something cinematic that looks cool on screen screen right for that kind of thing right 
Yeah, and I liked uh, how um, Logan Marshall Green was uh, acting where he was, obviously when like STEM takes over, he's like, and he's like running yeah, he's and like he's very like out. yeah, which is, it was really cool to see yeah. that because you know it's it's acting. It's not like oh he's actually a robot. Like it's acting. I think that's kind of like when you can act like a robot, it doesn't come off as cheesy and campy as opposed to like a lot of old movies that used to be like uh, like Terminator Two. I want to say the dude was acting like a robot. It was like. All right, you can like chill out a little bit. All right, that's fighting words, bud. (laughs) Hey, I love Terminators. I love the Terminator movies, but like, we're gonna have a Donnie Brook here. (laughs) Donnie Brook. Now, one of the things I find interesting is the character itself. He he, when he goes into these fight sequences, he's being controlled, Mm -hmm. uh, and he has to act like he is not controlling his movements and his arms. (laughs) What is the key to directing the actor to almost kind of allow themselves to look like they're not in control of their motions? Well, it's tough because you can't really direct the actor to do it. The actor can either do it or they can't. <laughs> and so uh, I thank God, thank the movie gods I had Logan Marshall Green because he yeah. really threw himself into the physical aspects of the role and he trained for exactly that. He wanted to be able to um, kind of uh, pat the head and rub the stomach uh, as it were, you know, and he was able to pull it off. Yeah. You know, it was good. It was like he was the special effect in the movie. You just yeah. point the camera at him and he does that stuff. Uh, I just want to say he, uh, so Logan Marshall Green, who uh, James a couple weeks ago asked about underrated action stars, and I gave him as one of my underrated action stars. He says that he based this off of a video game character. Oh, yeah. Um, from uh, Overwatch. Okay, yeah. Z- Zenyatta? Oh, Zenyatta, yeah. I've he's like the, uh, he's, he's like the but... monk robot. Yeah, so he, like, that's how he based his character off of, which is two things about that. I didn't realize that Overwatch was that old. Oh, yeah, it's old. It's like, what, 2016? <laughs> it's <Yeah>. old. <laughs> it's well, 2016? Yeah, in, <laughs> in video game time, that's ancient. Yeah, in video oh, game okay. time, that's old. In movie time, it's like last year, you know what I mean? Yeah, uh, I, did, I did take note of his physical acting last night. I don't think I really thought about it much the first time I watched the movie but mm-hmm. last night I was thinking about uh, I was enjoying quite a bit of what he was doing to make it like the head moves because like the head yeah. is the last thing to come along with, the, <laughs> with his body and stuff yeah uh, apparently uh, Wanell put like a cell phone in his pocket so that the camera and then the camera was like somehow linked to this phone so that when you know he's moving like the camera is moving with him and staying that's awesome on him well some of the camera shots are unbelievable you kind of use the camera as a leading character at times and there's these amazing shots and then trailer shows it as well where he'll Mm -hmm. like get up off the ground and the camera flies up with him talk about how that shot is done is he are are they both on something together and being lifted up at the same time you want to know how simple it is yeah you take an iPhone, you strap it to Logan. To an t- iPhone? Yeah, an iPhone, strap it under his clothes, and then the camera just locks to the phone. So wherever <laughs> the phone goes, the camera goes, and that's it. But what about when it's a wider shot of him flying up? Is it on a board or something? It's, it's the, the camera sits uh, on kind of a gimbal in a housing, and it just it can move any which way, and it stays locked to the phone. So yeah. it's all in camera. It's nothing, we didn't do anything so with CGI cool. or in post-production. We just did it all right there. I do think they did a lot of amazing, like the the like cinematography, the way they shot everything was really good. Like yeah. the they it it's really it different. It's very different, and like it changes like the way you view his motions so much. Um, do you guys, uh, Hunter? Did you like have you seen him in anything else before? Um, he was or- Shocker in that uh, in Far From Home. Yeah, the Spider Man. Yeah. Yeah, and then he was in. Um, uh, I'm looking on the <laughs> the letterbox. Well, have, uh, that's uh, he's in Prometheus. That's all I know him from. 
Oh, okay. Yeah. So I go. I'm, I go way back with uh, <laughs> with, 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 with Tom Hardy Jr. <laughs> yeah. Uh, oh yeah, this is what Diana said. Diana, my wife, is like, "Do you know who that is?" And she's like, "I don't know, Tom Hardy Jr." <laughs> so she like literally said, and I'm like, "No, man, it's he's from fucking the OC." Yeah, he was. On he's the, the older. He's Trey in the OC. Driving in the sun, looking out for number one California, here we come, right back where we started from well, Hustles, grab your guns, your shadow weighs a ton Oh, I didn't even pick up on that. Yeah, he, yeah. Was, the, oh, he was the older brother of uh, Ryan. Yeah. Right. Yeah, he's a real piece of shit, but also kind of <laughs> awesome. And I loved yeah. him. And I, I thought he was so cool. Um, uh, but I, I, he's, we, you hear a lot of his him getting compared to Tom Hardy because they, you know, they have some physical resemblance. But it feels like a little bit unfair. Like, uh, like acting wise, he's not doing. He's not doing anything similar really to Tom Hardy. I don't feel like. No, no he just he just looks like him. Yeah. But um, there's a contentious movie, I think, between Dustin and I, The Invitation that he's in. Mm-hmm. Oh, well, I liked it. I just didn't love it as much as you did, The Invitation. I really like that movie a lot. <laughs> right. Uh, I haven't even seen it, so... Yeah, no, you should no watch gore. it. There's no it's, gore. There's no gore. It's just more of a oh. taut... It's more of a taut thriller. So hard pass, then. <laughs> it's, oh, that definitely sounds like won. something I'd watch, though. <laughs> uh, yeah, it's, it's definitely worth watching. He won the Fangoria Chainsaw Award for Best Actor that year, 2015. Ooh. For the invitation? Yeah. Yeah. Uh, yeah, it's good. It's a, it's a good movie, for sure. Um, I just wanted to say, though, like about the Tom Hardy comparisons, it's kind of weird because this movie came out the same year as Venom. And, <laughs> uh, wow, really? And there's a lot of similarities between the stories of those two movies. Uh, I mean, yeah, you're actually right, if you think about it, yeah. Like, you've got the symbiote kind of controlling Tom Hardy in that movie, and then you've got Stem taking over, uh, what is it, Logan, what, Logan Marshall Green? Yeah. He plays Grey Trace. And then, yeah, yeah Logan Marshall Green, yeah. So, I don't know, it's just kind of weird, because everyone's always comparing him to Tom Hardy, and then he, they do two movies that are in the same year that are pretty similar although i will i will take this movie over the venom movie exactly uh, venom is fun but it's dumb fun i just like it because comic books but this is actually like one of my favorite movies in recent memory it's just so fun there's um going back to the cinematography from before like what you said when they they put the phone in his pocket that's really like an interesting way to think about it because like when he's fighting fisk in that warehouse he's like dodging punches and swaying back and forth in the cameras like yeah. freaking flying around i thought that was really cool cinematography yeah this one was great tracking him in his like weird movements right and, uh, mm-hmm. so that's a cool when he idea gets up, just, yeah yeah he just like stands up like yeah. i wonder if he did that by himself or if they used like things to get him up like a spring no, no fucking way i don't think hey, it's man, you can, possible you... for him to do it there's no way he stood up like that <laughs> hey man I mean, magic but you never Christ. know <laughs> can you imagine the fucking core strength of that guy yeah you'd have all core he'd have the deepest cum gutters you've ever seen <laughs> he's all core dude he's one core <laughs> he's just a core yeah he's got one super look- ab in the middle <laughs> I, I did look up uh, exercise routines after watching this last night, and I was like, <laughs> oh, I don't know. 
I can, like, I want to stand I up a, like that. I can do a little exercise. Yeah. <laughs> uh, I like the a lot of the production design stuff in this too. Just like stuff looks cool. Like, like obviously they didn't spend a shitload of money for you'd see for like a real big budget sci-fi movie. But yeah, this is pretty low budget. I think it was like five million. Yeah, but everything was. looks cool. Like the automatic, like the remote control cars look cool. Like the yeah. the dude's house, the the, oh, the, the one inside the fucking rock under the ocean. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. It's awesome. like it's cool locations and shit. Like everything looks cool in the movie. Well, um, this is uh, we didn't say this is a Bloomhouse film. Yeah, Bloomhouse so Productions. Uh, James can go Bloomhouse Tilt. I think. So yeah, like Bloomhouse Tilt. Is that like an imprint for? Yeah, it's like their side thing. Yeah. So James can okay. go probably more. He he could go more into detail about the how Bloomhouse does their stuff. They have like a formula for all their movies that they will only spend so much money on a movie. Whether doesn't matter who who brings the movie to them, mm-hmm. and um, like they would rather have someone be killed off screen, but it implies that they're being killed either brutally or or not brutally. Just to save money, it's all about saving money. Well, there's a there's a couple brutal kills in, in this movie that are. He breaks that one guy's arm and blows his head off. Yeah. <laughs> well, I, <laughs> if you tell I me think that's that not what, brutally wrong. <laughs> no, I think that what what, what the Bloomhouse thing does though, and I think James, you can back me up here, is that it forces um, like creators to be more imaginative about yeah. how they do stuff. So it makes them it, it forces them to like come up with interesting ways to convey stuff without spending any money so you can't just have a big explosion like yeah. you have to give the audience the feeling of having a gigantic shootout without having a gigantic shootout and i think that that's it just pushes like it, it just pushes creators to like do more interesting new stuff right yeah, yeah that's, totally. that's a good point like a- i mean yeah those brutal kills but it a lot of it, I think, is just either you know, there's it's CG, right? There's not a whole. I lot think there of, might be a might be a mix of practical and. Oh, CG I'm sure there's a mix for those kills. Like you get that other good one where he brings the guy's knife like through his mouth. Oh, like, that was awesome! Cut, cuts right. his head back. Holy shit! <laughs> that, that was. Pretty was good. That yeah, was awesome. I think there was some practical stuff in there. Well, you know, so let's talk about like uh, I want to run through this chronologically. Um, pretty much, what you've got is you've got. Uh, What's his name in the fucking movie? Gray I was going to call him Trey. Trey Atwood. Gray. 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 Um, Gray, not Trey. So you got Gray. He's like this... <laughs> this. Uh, he's, he fixes up old muscle cars. It's the future. He's a tr- like a troglodyte. Like, he doesn't really do any of that kind of stuff. Um, you mean his uh, wife, Luddite? Oh, whatever. <laughs> you know... <laughs> I'm not some super nerd like you, Dustin. I don't know. I don't know I don't words. Know words. Well. I, don't I don't know, know words, words good. Um. Anyway, he's this fucking dude, and he's like super cool and nice, and he loves his wife, and his wife loves him, and he's got this job. Long story short, he ends up uh, the technology betrays them, and right, they end up in uh, the car like crashes. Yeah, they end up in... This is another interesting aspect. This in gigantic, what looks like a homeless encampment. Um, yeah. Uh, and he and his wife ends up getting murdered by Fisk. And he ends up getting um, shot very specifically, it looks like, in the in the spine to paralyze him. 
right. so you're already right away like there's something else going on here yeah what i thought like was cool this- about the scene was at the beginning um fisk actually is holding a gun in his hand and then when yes, they play yeah. it back he's got the gun mm-hmm. from his hand i thought that was really cool because when so they just yeah, like a they, perspective uh, with- thing yeah, when Stem was, like, zooming in on he's like, look, the gun's not in his hand. And I was like, no, the gun was totally in his fucking hand. And then they're like, no, no, it's in his hand. And I was like, that's interesting. That's a cool way to, like, twist the perception of what's going on. Right, so, like, he he imagined that he saw a gun. Yeah, because, like, Gray, he, he thinks very, like, untechnologically. Like, he drives muscle cars. He's, he, like, doesn't use any of the automatic stuff. So in his brain, yeah. he's like, oh, shit, he's got a gun. And then when he finally gets STEM in him, he's evolved into a technology-based person. He's using, like, his wheelchair before he gets actually STEM there. And, like, he's got, like, the auto taxis. And then, like I said, the, the inside handguns. Like, so I think he was, like, imagining an actual gun rather than visualizing what it's supposed to be. Oh, that's really interesting. I never thought about that. Yeah, that's a, that's a cool perspective that he's, he's seeing kind of what he thinks he's seeing uh, huh. at that moment but yeah. really it's not what's going on I gotta up this movie's ratings I think guys. There you go. <laughs> <laughs> makes you think would you say you're gonna give it an upgrade oh, 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 oh you guys go. suck <laughs> uh, no Dustin we're shipping you to America dude <laughs> yeah you can come live on Long Island yeah go live on okay. Long Island with all the other fucking hacks <laughs> sorry Hunter ex- excluded thank you everyone mm. else is a hack I don't know. Everyone else is a hack. Sometimes, sometimes I just get mean. I'm sorry. Um, yeah. So anyway, that that happens. He uh, Gray becomes a paraplegic. Quadriplegic. Uh, he's forced quadriplegic. Quadriplegic. Sorry, he's forced to uh, have this new life where he's in a this wheelchair and he, his protein shakes are made for him. Like like we all drink protein shakes. It's the first food that comes to mind when I want food. Uh, well, I think the idea is because he won't have to chew and cut it with a yeah, knife he and fork. Drinks and, it up. I know. Yeah, I, I just think move. it's funny. His things could feed him. Like pieces. You still got to get protein in a man. <laughs> I just well, think it's funny that the first thing is a protein shake because I've. Well, I believe after a surgery like that, like you, you, you can't just start eating solid foods because if you're because he he got shot in the back of the neck area and that paralyzed him from the neck down instead of like the waist down so I think there's like a whole thing with you can't like use your throat properly because it doesn't like go all the way down or something so it has to be more of a liquid diet yeah that sounds smart I'm going with that I explanation think, I think <laughs> yeah, John, I'm not a doctor but I think <laughs> okay whatever I don't care <laughs> fuck you John <laughs> brush that off so that's no why problem. you can't just fucking eat a, eat a fucking cheeseburger he has to I drink just, like liquid fries <laughs> I just thought it was funny that the first thing they say is a is a uh, uh, fucking protein shake um, could have been worse could have been a kale shake or something a kale smoothie <laughs> Ew, you're telling me there's not kale shake. in that thing Oh, there oh, probably is. Kale. Oh, come <laughs> on now. Oh, there's um, definitely kale. <laughs> so anyway, he's got this new life. And then the rich dude who uh, bought his last muscle car Aaron uh, is like, Aaron Keen, yeah, is Keen, is like, hey, bud, what's up? Um, <laughs> I, I can hook you up. <laughs> I'll juice you up. That guy's um, like such a little weirdo. The actor that's playing him is perfect. <laughs> he's in that so role. Yeah, because he's just like, hey, uh this thing I can give you to make you not in a wheelchair and you're like alright like chill out he's got a definite like a comic book villain vibe about him Harrison yeah. Gilbertson yeah yeah, he, yeah. He's, uh, he looks kind of like Dane DeHaan a little bit like when he was Harry yeah, in yeah. Uh, Amazing Spider-Man where he's like hey he's like sweaty but not sweaty <laughs> 
there's a sheen. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> yeah, he's a, he's, a, he's a good little creeper. Yeah, and he comes in, he's like, I can give you this thing. Well, it's, 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 I, it's a smart idea. It's all about, like, this guy who would never... He, he's resisted technology. He's now forced to, like, you know, uh, become part robot. Mm-hmm. Well, I think th- the whole thing is is uh, Stem wanted him because he has no implants or anything. Was yeah, that, was that that's right. The explanation. It's because he's yeah. the most yeah. human person that Stem yeah. knows, and Stem wants to be human. Right. Yeah. The, we get a whole lot of reveals about Stem, the Stem thing later on. I did yeah. feel like um, from the beginning. One of, one of the minor complaints I have with the movie is right away when he meets that guy at the beginning. You know that guy is the one who is. Uh, orchestrating, you know, what happens to him and his wife. Oh, yeah, for sure. Oh, you mean Aaron Keene? Yeah, right when it happened, I was like, he's definitely the bad guy, but we'll see what happens. (laughs) Yeah, I mean, mean, once more is revealed later, we do find out that actually Stem was even kind of controlling Aaron Keene. Well, he was completely controlling him. But it's also that thing that we hear about where it's like, is it like is it Skynet where it's like I don't know a fucking robot makes a smarter robot which makes a smarter robot which is like eventually they're gonna be better than us. <laughs> Dustin, you're part robot, aren't you? Yeah, I mean just my left half, but uh, you know, <laughs> eventually I'm going to probably go all the way with it. That's why he's so quick. That's why he's so That's quick why I'm with so the fast. IMDb. He's just he's a he's just an IMDb fucking bot. Okay. <laughs> he's an, uh, he's been created by IMDb at crossover with WWE. <laughs> he's the internet movie database. Crossover. Hey, uh, yeah. Hunter, do you like wrestling? Uh, yeah. Okay, ask Dustin. Oh God. A WrestleMania. Give him a year, and he'll tell you the main event <laughs> and it's who not, won. It's not necessarily. Just give, uh, give him a year. Let's do <laughs> WrestleMania '97 when I was born. '97. Oh, oh, like the year '97. Yeah. So that's uh, WrestleMania 13 main event would have been Psycho Sid versus The Undertaker. Wow, that was quick. <laughs> this fucking guy. You're Are you sure you don't have stem? You don't have stem yeah. in you? Well, I just said I got half stem. I'm, I'm half you got your half stem? <laughs> so, so he's paralyzed. Now he's like, now he's ready to go. And we, uh, he starts becoming a little detective boy. He's lurking around and looking into people. Right, and, and right, away, right off the bat, Detective Cortez is like more interested in what he's up to than like finding these people that exactly. She's crime. like, "Let's see what this yeah. quadriplegic's doing," instead of actually doing my job. <laughs> I mean, I, I yeah. guess she's kind of doing her job because he's uh, yeah, the one but that's generating leads. And so this is, she, this is why we him. can't defund the police, man, because they have instincts. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> she knew. <laughs> is it is it that she? Like looks back at the drone footage and sees him there, or there's she sees the wheelchair rolling around near the house, and she's like, "How'd you get all the way over there?" And he's like, "Auto taxi," and she's like, "Uh huh, sure, right." Uh, Yeah, it's funny though that she's suspicious of him because she knows he is a quadriplegic. Yeah, but she also knows who Aaron Keen is, and he's like, "He's the technology guy," and you. you sure yeah, you, you, think that's, you think that's what was going on? Like that she was <laughs> no. putting that together? Because it, it I think really... after the first time she started putting it together, you I think, think so? it's just sloppy writing. <laughs> well, I mean that could that is a plausible explanation, but I don't think it's like on the screen at any time in the movie. Like you'd have to come up with that explanation on your own for why she was able to uh, get onto it so fast. 
Um, I think they try to make her out to be like really clever, but I don't think it comes off that she's that clever. They, they don't give nah. her enough time. Uh, yeah. So I, the, the main problem with her character is that they don't give her like the they don't give her the time and space to show how clever she is as she picks up on these little things, right? Yeah, I mean, so this like, goes back it, to what I was saying earlier about the house, how there's so many aspects that he has got nailed down, but then there's he wants to take like quick quick corner like cut some corners here and there to make the movie. I, like I assume to make the movie. Cuts corners, What's that? Blumhouse from uh, I've watched like six Blumhouse movies recently, not like in a row, but like just in general. And there, there's always like tiny corners that they just like skip over. They're like, yeah, and make a conclusion, make a conclusion. But it's right. like James said, it's, it's part like, of their like, formula, right? It's, yeah. it's what James implied, though. It's a calculated guess, right? Yeah. It's calculated like we can skip over this part by making an incredibly exciting, thrilling movie that people are going to be wrapped up in. They'll watch. We all we care about is them watching it. And one it's time. tight. It's fast paced. Right. It's not. Oh yeah, the pacing is getting excellent. drawn out with more storyline stuff. Yeah. So and, and that's what it really goes to. So pretty much, uh, Gray ends up at he has his first lead because Stem's feeding him info, and he ends up at this, you know just suburban bungalow looking house mm-hmm. uh, and he, he ends up realizing that the you know some army dudes in on this and he fights the dude in the house and it's it's pretty awesome that's probably my well, favorite fight yeah, scene you is get the first the glimpse kitchen. of his um of stem in action because he's like I can just do it and then stem's like I'm a ninja though watch me do it and he's like okay <laughs> yeah. I can take full control of you it. he's getting his ass kicked for a minute until he let, lets mm-hmm. him take over right I don't know how you found me but you shouldn't be here you killed my wife no I didn't do that that was someone else it doesn't matter you'll need to be a little faster than that why are you making me do this? Let me know if you need my help, Graves. Stop! Help! I need your permission to operate independently. Permission granted! Oh, thank you. It reminds me a little bit of, of the fight scene in Barry when he fights the karate guy. Yeah, yeah. Uh, they're just like throwing things around. It's not obviously this isn't as, as humorous, but yeah, I love the transition from. Uh, I love the transition from uh, gray fighting to stem fighting, mm-hmm. and how yeah. there's like this very like it is like this like completely like automatic switch over and like it, body language changes, like everything changes, like facial expressions. Like I, I think he does a great job. Excuse me, uh, Logan Marshall Green uh, of yeah. conveying like the audience's reaction like in his own face like he feels just as surprised as i do as an audience member to what's happening what's taking place he's going along for the ride just like we are yeah and i think that that's actually like part of the rick that just goes more to show like how really good this movie is like like creating this world and like how good he is as as an actor actually like he's uh he does so much in that scene to like convey what's happening and then the end the end to the when he's like smashing the fucking like plates on his head (laughs) yeah yeah. Mm -hmm. and then to the final knife cut which is just like so brutal oh look man stay down please 
please, please don't get up. Please don't get up. Please. Stay down, man. Just stay. Sam, he's got a knife! Sam! Ah! I see that. We Trying to piss him off? Okay. All right. So, what's the plan? What are we doing? Stop! Stop him! And you can even see the force to it. He's like, "Please don't kill him." He's like, "Let me do it." And I was like, "Okay." Yeah. Yeah. Like right off the bat, you're kind of like, "This stem is a little bit crazy." He's a little, he's a little fucked up. Uh, yeah. I mean, so right away, you've already got like this notion in your mind, like this thing is is not. Uh, it's not not a, not a good good computer program. <laughs> it seems a little malevolent. Uh, yeah, so you do get a sense that there is more than oh meets the eye um, with the with STEM. Like, there's more going on, um, and it's just like it kind of is dropping these little hints like throughout from now until the end of the film when you like get to actually see what STEM really is, which is like a monster. Yeah, for sure. Yeah, it was cool uh, to see the transition from helpful to malevolent in like the course of probably like maybe fifteen minutes right after um Gray wants to stop like killing people and stuff. Like he's like, Okay, I I got Fisk, we're good and then um he's like, No, but we gotta go get Aaron and he's like, No, like I just wanna stay home and he's like, I have control of you, let's go and he's like, Fuck it, I guess I'm going. Well even and then before he, that, when he goes to that bar and ends up killing those guys in that bathroom, restroom. Yeah, that's like, like the like, second action sequence. Yeah, he he's like <laughs> the stem things like going nuts and just like fucks that guy up like. Yeah, he stabs early. him with the fork or whatever. <laughs> yeah, and he's just like Jesus, <laughs> like, calm down, buddy. <laughs> and this is where you also in that barroom scene where you also get to see Fisk uh, again. This is the second introduction to Fisk. Um, so he's come to kind of clean up this mess after this barroom fight, um, and the, the the scene in which you're talking about, where like he's got the 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 guy on the ground and he grabs the knife and he just like completely like cuts his face up to the point mm-hmm. of like he's like Freddy Kruegered, like he's just like his face is melted with yeah. like blood and cuts. Stem, what do I do? Use the knife. I, uh, I can't, I can't do it. I can do it for you. You don't even have to look. Okay, do it. I have my permission. Who are you talking to? You're crazy. No. <laughs> okay, enough, Stem. Stem, enough! You now have full control again, Gray. He will now answer any question you ask him. Uh, yeah, so the, the violence level, I mean, there isn't like a ton. It's not like a nonstop barrage of action and violence, but... Oh, no, but when it's every, there, it is apparent. <laughs> yeah, like when, every time you do get an action sequence, it's pretty awesome. And yeah, it usually ends in a pretty brutal fashion. James, how did you feel about these? How did you feel about these kills? Uh, yeah, I like Resident the kills. Uh, <laughs> I think the action scenes are very well done i mean like from the get-go when um when he's in that house and that that scene in the kitchen i really like that because it's kind of like your introduction to him not being in control and and then 
it, it just kind of escalates from there in the bar scene um, where he's like, he's kind of okay with it to a point, but mm-hmm. then uh, Stem has to take over again to... Um, yeah, right, because he says, I can't, I can't up, do it. Right? Yeah. yeah, he doesn't want to cut the ear off. He's like, Stem, you do it. And he's like, okay, close your eyes. And he's like, and then all of a sudden you just see his hands like, smashing yeah, into like pulp. And I'm like, like there nuts. we go. <laughs> yeah, exactly. So it's, it's just like, yeah, you're given the impression that, yeah, Stem is just kind of slowly taking over, doing more and more. Uh, it is interesting in that bar scene you, you see... Uh, Fisk with those he sneezes and there's those oh that was cool yeah right those like bots or something he's got nanobots or something yeah Yeah. nano knives (laughs) so I mean that's just like a cool little and they use that once I thought he was gonna try to sneeze at um great at some point great he says I can kill you just by breathing or whatever yeah he's like but but I'm not going to to. we can team up and I'm like it's not gonna happen that way chief (laughs) (laughs) yeah Yeah, I think that goes to more of like with this world building where mm. it's he he doesn't want to kill him because he sees him as a member of this other race. Like yeah. it's not he's not a human being anymore. Like it's like it's. I don't want to compare. Like, I don't, I, it's not that I don't want to compare. I don't know if it's a fair comparison to white like white supremacy or anything like that. But like what they see. <laughs> what was that? I'm sorry, you just took me off guard there. <laughs> well, it's, well, it, it's what it is though, in, in the sense that like. Uh, like Fisk doesn't see human beings as like on the same level as him. They're not no, worthy. He's like, that's that's why he has no problem murdering the wife, right? Mm-hmm. Like he, it's just like it's nothing to him because she's not equal to him. And the same yeah, way yeah. that like racism, like white spirit, whatever you want to call it, like they're not people are human. Like I'm a human, you're not. Like yeah, near the so, end of the uh, fight scene. Um, uh, Fisk says, "You were the target. Your wife was just a little bit. Your wife was just a bonus, making right. her like not even significant at all yeah. to him. Like yeah. it looks like from the beginning, like a hit towards Cobalt. You think Cobalt's got something going on? You're like, oh, they targeted yeah. the wife, and Grayson was uh, uh, not Grayson. Gray was just collateral damage. When in reality, it was the other way around, and it just makes the wife like a meaningless character at that point, which is a detriment, yeah. but also like a cool, interesting way to tie everything together near the end." But it's more like he saw the wife as like just a dog, like a like a stray that he just killed in the street. Like yeah. it, it meant nothing to him because he he he. Yeah, it's, it's yeah not, I mean, he not, obviously doesn't care about killing yeah. people. Mm-hmm. But, but, but he, but he, do, I do believe that he does actually care about killing Gray because he sees Gray as like on his level, like as an as more of an equal of like. You know, a real person, um, and that person, a fucking whatever the fuck. What's the nerd word for half android, half android, person, yeah. cyborg? Yeah, so an, whatever. Cyborg, yeah. Well, no, there's there's a cool little moment they have where like you do see Fisk is mostly like a cyborg, like he's mostly robotic. But then there's a scene um, during the fight scene where Grace mentions his brother, and then you see like the human emotion take over, and he freezes, and that's where Stem is able to get the upper hand. Right. Oh, he yeah, was, yeah. He was yeah. basically. Yeah, because Stem, like yeah, Stem was there. like, um, yeah, Stem was like, we're out of combat options. Like, we're out of tactical options. We're done. And then Grace, uh, Gray goes, well, I have this, like, knowledge that a computer wouldn't have known because it just came from me. And then he turns the tables by using uh, human emotions rather than robotic. Right. Like, yeah. Which, so, what's, 
once again, that like just shows like how much smarter this movie is than like it seems on first flush. And you know what? Now we've been talking so much about how Bloomhouse does such a great job with such so little. They could do they could do more, right? Like because if you saw it for the first time and you didn't discuss this with anybody, you wouldn't necessarily pick up on all these things, right? Yeah, no, I, As, I wouldn't have picked up on it unless I was talking with people about it. Like when, yeah. when I'm pick, talking to you guys, I'm slowly picking up other things. I'm like, oh yeah, this is what they were doing. Yeah. <laughs> when you mentioned like the whole uh, Fisk being like a, a white supremacist cyborg, I was like, I guess that's where this comes from. And then, like I was digging deeper into the characters' um, like uh, backstories and biologies and stuff. Biologies. Dustin keeps Dustin keeps upping his ratings. Yeah, I'm, up, I'm slowly <laughs> I'm, upping things. I'm while watching. We're going, I'm, I'm watching it, about this, and I'm going. You know what? This is. And I'm bringing watching up shit it change too, in like, real time. Yeah, in real time. It's well, I'm glad upgraded. I'm convincing you guys that it's actually a phenomenal movie. <laughs> well, like I like I said, I I already did like the movie, but yeah, there's certain aspects where it's like, okay, yeah, there's there's actually a whole lot going on, and us talking about all the world building stuff, these little details, uh, and John, like you were saying, like comparing it to the first John Wick, where you just get a little glimpse of this world that they've set this in, and. Uh, John Wick, we've we've kind of compared it to a comic book kind of world, even though it's not an adaptation of a comic book. You get mm-hmm. this, you know, it's in its own fictional world. It's not just supposed to be the same world that we're living in. It's got its own things, its own rules and stuff going on. And this the same kind of thing going on in this movie, where there's all these little details fleshing out this background that you want to know more. Now you want to know more about how all this stuff works well i just up my ratings now bitch so oh well <laughs> oh well then uh so that's the that's like the, the second real fight scene i think we've got one more real well was, oh, we've got, um, sorry we've got the 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 sorry i apologize um so while they're at the bar uh fisk's is sorry not fisk keen yeah keen is, is trying keen? to re-grasp control of uh of Stam. He's Stam wants yeah, to go because, to this Because he slowly see he's because he's I, I think because now that we know what the end of the movie is I think that he sees a keen sees that Stem is systematically taking out all the people that were connected to what they did to Gray that he knows he's coming up next so he wants to shut Stem down so that yeah, Stem can't kill like him. like his last opportunity to yeah. re get con- regain control of Stem. Yeah, because at first yeah, I was like, like, oh, he's just some billionaire who doesn't want his technology getting out of the way. But then like after right. he loses control, you see like his desk is destroyed and he's sitting in a corner like. Oh fuck! And I was like, if we stole something from Elon Musk, he wouldn't be so down to go cry in a corner. But this guy is like scared for his life. Like, oh shit, I lost control of this technology. And I think it was because now that we figured out later that it was because he knows he's coming up. Like he knows he's next. First, first right. of all, Elon Musk is a fucking idiot who doesn't come up with any of his own shit. <laughs> he pays other people to do it. So you I know what I mean. Hey, you you <laughs> made the Elon Musk comparison. <laughs> I know I shouldn't have just because they were rich. Elon Musk can suck a fuck. Uh, compare more to a Bill Gates, I think. I think that's a really really smart like observation, like that he's he's not shutting because you're led to believe it's the red herring is that yeah. Keen is the bad guy. Right, whereas Stem is actually the bad guy. But I, I, I didn't even think about that until you said it. Where I was like, "Oh, he's shutting it down because he doesn't want to die." Yeah, you and think it's because he wants coming. his tech back, but it's because because he tells Gray like you can't tell anybody. You have to like stay in your Maybe parameters, and he's like, 
Yeah. Well, it's self-preservation. Yeah. Yeah, self-preservation. I think he does want to regain control of the stem if he can, and this is well, like maybe his yeah. best opportunity to do it, right? Mm-hmm. But it's not that he's the over. He's not. He's not Lex Luthor. He's not like this crazy villain. He's more no. like, like um. Uh, like Mark Zuckerberg, where he's like, he doesn't yeah. control everything. He's just a figurehead, is what it looks like. He created it, and now the monster yeah. is unleashed. Mm-hmm. Like he can't rein yeah, it. Except back for, in. except for when given the opportunity to try to do the right thing, he tried to do the right thing. Whereas Mark Zuckerberg would be like, yeah, this seems good. <laughs> Mark Zuckerberg would be like, money. I'm gonna, I'm gonna taser yeah, a goat. I'm gonna taser a goat to death. <laughs> That's totally a Mark Zuckerberg thing. No, heck, he literally did that, I think. Oh, oh, wow. <laughs> oh this was something you just made up? This is like a... No. <laughs> this is a real... <laughs> wow. Jack, um, Jack Dorsey has, like, a story about Mark Zuckerberg, like, having a year where he only ate meat that he killed himself. <laughs> and he, like, shocks, like, a goat or something, or a donkey, I don't know, to, oh, like, wow. with a taser, and then kills it with a knife, and then feeds it to him. What the fuck? <laughs> Okay, yeah. interesting. Yeah. No, no, seriously, that guy's fucked. Mark Zuckerberg is a robot. <laughs> oh, yeah, he's not a human. <laughs> he's STEM. He is STEM. <laughs> <laughs> Lee Winnell was like, what if we make a movie by Mark Zuckerberg, but we don't it's say it's oh, exactly man. him? <laughs> Can you imagine if he has, like, a, a voice of Facebook in his mind that speaks to him? <laughs> he definitely oh, does. God. That would be the Telling least... him what to do. <laughs> no, yeah, allow, he is the bot, like a, allow the bots to to repeat these new, this new fake news. That would be items. the least that would be the least surprising yeah. thing about 2020. <laughs> he has like some type of like android tapeworm in his brain that's just like <laughs> directing him where to go, like that fucking thing that goes into cat. You know that cats piss out and then rats like eat it, right? And then, yeah. like, yeah. That parasite. We're getting into weird territory. Let's talk about upgrading <laughs> we, again. We, we, getting, uh, we like to go off the rails a little bit. So <laughs> no, no, I can tell. It's fun, but like, I don't want to talk about cat piss or whatever. You want to talk about cat piss? I mean, come on, man. <laughs> it's not my cup of pee, you know what I mean? Yeah, this is what we do in Canada, man. <laughs> yeah. well, we talk uh, about well, cat the, piss up here, eh? The next, the next scene is the... Uh, you know, he's trying it's to get the worst he's, Canadian he's accent. No, it's down. the what are you talking about? It's the best one ever. <laughs> so yeah, he's getting that's a cool sequence. He's getting shut down slowly. Mm-hmm. And yeah, when he's, he's climbing up the stairs to get to, to the, the hacker, hackers. he's like, that's cool. <laughs> yeah. And then he finally gets to the outside of the door, and he's just like, at that point, he can't do anything anymore. He just starts yelling. <laughs> and now you have the whole world building with the hacker and with all the people in VR. It's kind of actually like uh, a little bit like what's that. Uh, What's that novel Spielberg directed? Uh, oh, Ready Player, Ready Player One. One. Yeah, a little bit of that thing going on where like people are just like stuck in VR. I'm guessing it's kind of like a way to escape. Like life is just really bad. Well, yeah, the hacker says um it, it's better than what we what they have here, which is nothing. Yeah, right. it's not as painful to live in that in the fake reality of the. Which the is another which is another metaphor for what Gray is going for what Gray is going through. Right. Because he's finding it like it's better to fight the power than to live in VR. And then near the end of the movie, with that little twist at the end, he doesn't realize he's actually living in VR, even though STEM took over his body. So it's like another cool little story metaphor that they weaved in there near the end. It's a pretty bleak ending. (laughs) Oh, yeah. I was like, this is what's happening? Oh, my God. Well, dude, (laughs) oh, man. Watching it again, I was like, can't wait for that to happen. But the first time, I was like, this is insane. (laughs) 
<laughs> yeah, I mean, this, even though it's the second time I saw it, I was still like, whoa, like that's the end, and that it's yeah. just so abrupt. I'm like, I'm like fast forwarding through the credits. I'm like, is there a little yeah. stinger at the end of this? Something? <laughs> Give me a little hope here. Nope, John's no just hope. shaking his head. No. No, there's no hope. We're all going to die. And nothing matters. It's called optimistic nihilism, man. Look it More up. More of cheery, yeah, cheery words from John. What's up, man? Uh, it's 2020. If nihilism is gonna have a, <laughs> its year, it's fucking now. Those goddamn nihilists. <laughs> yeah. Uh, but so then we get another action sequence, though, because then those guys show up to Fisk and that other dude show up to kill him, kill yeah, Gray, and, then and then finally up, like gets uh, rebooted. Yeah, and then um, I think Vessel or Kessel, whatever Aaron Keen's um company is they all two of those guys also show up and they they look like they're like cool little cyber police dudes and fist yeah. just <laughs> shoots them in the elevator and then it's like okay they were nothing <laughs> yeah well similar to when he arrives at aaron's house at the end and the two guards come to to get yeah, he's him, like, just, <laughs> just pops them both in the head yeah. as soon as he comes around the corner mm-hmm. i thought that was cool they're like preparing and then all of a sudden pew, pew, and gray's looks like sorry guys <laughs> and there's like no yeah there's no time to react mm-hmm. at all but this all projects, like, propels us, I'm sorry, uh, towards the final real confrontation, right? Between Fisk and uh, and Gray, or between Gray, Stem, and the cop? Well, kind of between all of them. Like you, This is like, the last real big action sequence, isn't it? Well, no, there's yeah. five action sequences. There's um, the kitchen, there's the bar, there's the the rooftop, then there's the Fisk fight, and then there's, there's the a, final there's, confrontation. There's also the car chase, if you want. Oh, yeah, the car chase. I was counting that with the final. Yeah, I was counting that as the final yeah. one, too. The car chase was cool. Because Stem was like, because Gray was like, okay, Stem, you can't do this. You got to let me take control. And I was like, that's cool. Stem, Stem knows that he needs Gray to survive rather than just him trying to drive manual. <laughs> But it's also yeah. another hint towards yes. the fact yes, exactly. that that like Stem uh, took over the the control of the car in front of them and stopped yeah. the car. So it's like another like little hint towards like Stem oh. the one that made the car. Yeah, crash. right, right, right. When the screen said um, "auto drive error," I was like, "No way!" That's what happened at the beginning. I was like, yeah. "Stem is yeah. oof." Stem is coming up, and then they finally reveal it, and I was like. Nice. Damn you, <laughs> dirty fucker. <laughs> uh, yeah, but then, yeah, so we we arrive at that cool, that sweet, sweet location for the conclusion of the movie. Good locations. I don't know what, like, where they're shooting inside, if that's just, like, a soundstage or somebody's it's actual probably weird a soundstage. James Bond house. It's yeah. probably a soundstage. It's, it, Blumhouse usually does soundstages because it's cheaper to record on a lot than it is to record at, like, a location. Yeah, it it looks cool though. Like it looks convincing <laughs> when he goes down the steps. And yeah, so then, yeah, Cortez, is, um, you're you're kind of frustrated with her because you're like, oh, she's smart enough to like have figured certain aspects of this out, but at the same time, she she doesn't she still doesn't realize that he's not in control of himself. Yeah, she doesn't realize that until the last second when he's like when she's getting choked and he's like, no, no, stop. And then she finally realizes, oh man, I'm an idiot. <laughs> Like he's telling yeah. her, use the taser on me, because yeah. otherwise, you know, you're done. Like yeah, too bad it's too down. late, and then she just gets shot. Yeah, yeah I love the scene. Uh, I love the uh, Aaron Keen kill where he has the knife in his hand that Gray stabs him with, and then he just yeah. boom pops him in the head with it. I was like, yeah. oof, that's got to be a way to go. <laughs> that's pretty good. Yeah, yeah that whole nice sequence is well done, and like you're just, it's so fucking dark, and just there's no like optimism at all because yeah he's off in his dreamland now that's the rest of his reality because yeah, yeah. it's cool because like he wakes up 
Yeah, after the taser, he wakes up and I was like, oh man, are they gonna pull him fucking dream? Like, he yeah, was just in a dream and his wife is okay. I was like, <laughs> right. this movie is about to go way down on the list. And then it cuts back to Stem like, I got his body now, bitch. And he walks away and I'm like, uh-oh. Here and we that's go. it. Like, that's <laughs> yeah. it. Stem wins and that's the yeah. end of the fucking movie. It just goes so that technology will always evolve past humans. Yeah, I like well, what it sets up. I like... I like how bleak it is. I don't know. Maybe it's just 2020. And <laughs> well, we've seen a lot of AI type movies where the whole idea is like we want to see somehow the underdog humans are going to find a way to defeat the technology that they've created that they've yeah, unleashed. Chappie, uh, Ex Machina, and I Am Mother are very reminiscent of this film, at least in my opinion. Where it's like mm-hmm. technology is so advanced that it's like it comes off as a human, and the humans have to figure out how to kill it, similar to Terminator. Where it's like it's so like human based that they're like, ah, oh, fuck, what do we do? And that's what we want. Like as an audience, that's what they want to. You want to see, right? You want to see somehow the humans are going to find a way to overcome this. Uh, and this, but this movie's like, <laughs> nope, like, nah, <laughs> that's not happening. Yeah, it's, I don't know. I don't really know how to wrap this movie up in it, other than, like, I think it does every single thing that it sets out to do. Oh, uh, yeah. Uh, to varying degrees. Uh, it, it might be a movie that actually suffers a little bit from being a Bloomhouse film in that I think it could have been a way bigger hit if they had had a little bit more money behind it, they yeah. had done a, a couple different things. Um, but as far as projecting a career, uh, I think this does like loads for like the writer, director, and for the for the actors in this movie. Yeah, I hope um, uh, Logan Marshall Green can get bigger action movie roles. I don't want to see him go down the route of like uh, of like Nicolas Cage and uh, Bruce Willis and Liam Neeson, where they're stuck in these really bad. Action movies for paychecks <laughs> i hope he gets like good action movies like well, he, Keanu Reeves he now be, <laughs> he seems to be doing pretty well like he's been yeah. in a bunch of tv shows uh like he's he's doing these indie indie movies like i i hope i i like him i've liked him a lot i've uh do we talk yeah we talked about this at the beginning of the podcast where i think he's a super underrated action uh, well, is this, is this, I mean, this is really his only action thing, isn't it? Like, um, uh, Prometheus, Prometheus, kind of? Yeah. Kind of, uh, but, but really? I would, Yeah, I'd like to see him in more stuff, like, not necessarily just, like, upgrade, but in more action-based type roles. Mm-hmm. Be cool. But he seems uh, to do a lot of, like, indie, like he, he was in Devil, uh, he was in The Invitation, like we talked about, like... Oh, yeah, Devil, that was that horror movie in the elevator that uh, was produced by Shyamalan. Yeah, he's, uh, apparently there's an, oh, f- Holy shit, guys. There's a new show coming out called Shadow Play. Max McLaughlin is an American cop who arrives in Berlin in the summer of 1946 to help create a police force in the chaotic aftermath of the war. This stars the top two stars, Taylor Kitsch (laughs) and Logan Marshall Green. I'm sorry. (laughs) Take, Take my money. <laughs> yeah, it I would love cool. well, it's a Hulu show. They won't take your money. You'll have to download it. <laughs> Michael C. Hall is in this. Nina Hose. Let's. Uh, we should probably give this movie a rating. Yeah. Well, let's let's go. Hunter, why don't you go first? Um, actually, no, Hunter, I want you to go. I want you to go last. Actually, yeah, I was gonna say because I don't know how the rating system works. One hundred percent. Like, or is it a regular movie rating, or are we going to talk about all the things that we have on my little no, spreadsheet over here? So all we do is we just say. Get, you'll get a sense of it. Here, listen to Dustin. Yeah, yeah. Dustin, give, give us your rating. Uh, 
I ended up upping some ratings during this. You know, Hunter is pretty convincing. Pretty convincing. Um, so uh, my reaction, though, ends up uh, being a 7, and then my overall score also ends up being a 7 based on all my other ratings uh, put together. James, what did you get? Yeah, uh, my reaction is a 7, overall 6.6. 6.6. Oh, you're stingy as always. <laughs> so, uh, yeah, I just... That's uh, let, how it is. James, uh... James's pacing is pretty low. Oh, yeah. How? That well, movie doesn't six. stop! James is the... No, you don't... You don't know James. Um... <laughs> so, I ended up upping this quite a bit to a 7.4. My overall reaction is an 8, actually. Like, the more... Uh, Hunter, you've, like, kind of talked us through it. It's like, oh, fuck. Like, I didn't notice that stuff. This is why, uh... We're stupid. And we, uh, <laughs> I wouldn't say that. <laughs> we, you don't uh, think about it until you're talking about it. Yeah. So my over, yeah. So I ended up getting a seven point four. Uh, what's your what's your rating? Um, for my personal reaction, I said ten because this movie is just a blast all the way through, like from start to finish. Besides, like the ten minutes at the beginning where it's a little slow, the pacing for me shoots off immediately. There's no dull moments. I like the stuff where he's pretending he's a quadriplegic after he gets stemmed to fool um, the police and to fool the bartender guys. Like, I like a lot of that, like, slow burn plot that's hidden in the background with Stem. So, I think my overall rating averages out to be an 8 out of 10, if I average all my stuff together. Is is that right, James? Uh, Yeah, it's a 8.8. Oh, 8.8. Yeah, so you you gave it a 10 and then an 8.8. All right, so that's what's that put it. That puts it pretty, pretty high uh, in our in our ratings. That ends up with a seven point five. Uh, so that's coming in just behind Army of Darkness at twenty seven, and just ahead of Hard Boiled at Ooh, you guys did Army 7. Darkness nice. I gotta yeah. go back and watch that one. So we Army really like. I'm gonna say that we really like this movie. Uh, everybody in the world did not like this movie. I just want to read one. Letterboxd is pretty good with their rating. I want it's a 3.6 I, out of 5 on Letterboxd. Yeah, 3.6 out of 5? That's pretty good. This is IMDb. Yeah. So I just want to read oh, yeah. the, the top one star review from IMDb. <laughs> oh no. So absolutely <laughs> terrible by some guy. Some probably guy. It's probably a guy. We know that. I came out of this movie extremely bored and disappointed. I took a look on IMDb to see if anyone agreed with me and had anything to say about it. I was surprised to see hundreds of 9 out of 10s. Is this a joke? This movie had so many undeveloped characters, confusing plot holes, no soundtrack, strange villain with no real reason, a terrible cover-up at the end. This movie was funny bad. Even though I wanted it to be to end after the first ten minutes, one star. Wow! Wow! Well, there's always one. That guy. Thing, huh? That guy can go uh, fuck off. <laughs> I don't think he understood the nuance of this film. <laughs> no, he didn't have a group of. He, he didn't have the white privilege, probably, of just like a being in our mid thirties and just like being in a podcast and talking to this movie because we have nothing else that we have to do. <laughs> Uh, the last thing I want to do before we uh, we end the movie, though, is I wanted to talk about like how surprisingly this movie did in its first week at the box office. So, Some do you guys have magic? Yeah. So this came out uh, the week uh, the twenty twenty sorry the twenty second week 
of 2018, uh, the weekend of June 1st to 3rd. Uh, Hunter, do you have a guess of where it ended? It, I'll tell you this. It, it ended in the top 10. Um, you, you, You're asking me how much money I think it made? Yeah, well, in the top 10. Did, do you, where where oh, do you where think it, it landed? In the top 10? Uh, I'm going to say probably f- either 4 or 6. Definitely not 5. Either 4 or 6. Oh, does it? Uh, I'll go ahead and I'll say 3. Oh, shit. Uh, I'm going to say 7. 7. All right. So, in the this this uh, weekend, there was uh, three movies in the new movies in the top 10. Uh, a movie called Action Point. <laughs> oh, Johnny Knoxville. Yeah. yeah. Uh, Upgrade and a movie called Adrift. Yeah, which I, I have... I don't I, know what that is. <laughs> I don't know if I saw that uh, one. Adrift is a true story of survival as a young couple's chances, chance encounter leads them to love. Sorry, first to love and then on an adventure of a lifetime as they face one of the most catastrophic hurricanes in recorded history. Uh, yes. I have no idea what this movie is about. Does it involve uh, zombie vampire Nazis? Because otherwise I'm not interested. <laughs> no. Definitely right, check so out this Blood is, Vessel. <laughs> this is the top 10 from 2018. Uh, this week, 20, 22nd week of 2018. Uh, number 10 is Overboard. Number 9 is... No, it was actually a pre-release of the original Goldie Hawn <laughs> fucking movie. Um, number 9 is Action Point. Number 8, Breaking In. I don't know what that is. Dustin? I think it's a Christian movie. A woman fights to protect her family during a home invasion. I don't oh, it's like it's like Reverse Purge. Number seven is Life of the Party. Oh. Life of the Party. Man, you're killing me with these movies. I, I don't even know half these movies. Life of the Party is uh, the uh, Melissa McCarthy film. Oh, where she goes back to college. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Oh, shit. Yeah, with her daughter. Didn't see Number that. Number six. I don't know if this is a little unfair because you picked four or six, but number six is Upgrade. I knew it wasn't top. I knew it wasn't number five. I either thought it was top yeah. five or right under five. So I'll then take half we, credit. <laughs> then we got book club. No, this is where things get a little crazy. <laughs> what is, what are these movies? Book club, <laughs> book clubs. Uh, four lifelong friends have their lives forever changed after reading Fifty Shades of Grey in their monthly book club. No, yeah, it's fuck off. Diane Keaton. Okay. It sounds like a bunch of older ladies uh, realizing that they want to get their bone on again. Sexual yeah, reawakening. They want, to get their, yeah. they want to get their swerve on after uh, after <laughs> sixty. Um, this is where we get kind of crazy because this is still in the Avengers: Infinity War area era. Oh, geez. Number three. I mean, this has already made six hundred forty-three million dollars at this point. Then we have a drift, the new movie about a boat or something. I don't know. Yes. Uh, then we got Deadpool 2 in its third week, and number one... So this was uh, up against some big fucking movies yeah. when it came out. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. Six Avengers was pretty Infinity good. War, Deadpool 2 in its third week, and in its second week, Solo, a Star Wars story. Mm. Oh, fuck. So this was a... I didn't remember that upgrade was a summer release. That's some... You know, they uh, tried to make it... It was Blumhouse... It was, uh, Blumhouse Tilt, I think, is when they try to do their summer blockbusters. I think they don't want to put it out to die in the morning. In the morning, God, in the beginning of the year. So I think they tried oh, to do like, like the way with you their said tilt that. stuff. Very poetic. <laughs> the morning. <laughs> if we look at, it, we look at a year like a day, 
First, we are born in the morning. <laughs> wow. Anyway, um, I, mean, I guess it works. <laughs> yeah. So that I mean, I think it did pretty good. It ended up like tripling its budget. So. Oh yeah. So that means it's an automatic success right there. Oh shit, oh. man! Just yeah, to, well, that's just the thing go- with Bumhouse, right? Like they don't have to make these huge numbers because their budgets are always so low. Yeah, so low. they triple, quadruple their budget. They're they're fucking laughing all the way to the bank. Mm-hmm. That's why Get Out was such a huge thing for them. Get Out made bank on it because they didn't really know what to do with it. Jordan Peele came off of comedy to do Get Out, and they were like. All right, let's see where this goes. And all of a sudden, it skyrockets both the studio and Jordan Peele into fucking horror fame. So yeah, uh, his new show actually started starts today. Lovecraft Country. Lovecraft Country. Is it the sixteenth today? Yeah, I can't wait for Lovecraft Country. Yeah, yeah, um, that should be cool. I'm hearing rave reviews from everybody, and this is so strange that I brought this up like three times. But the only website that doesn't seem to like it is The Ringer, a website I do not read, but seems to have. Uh, an influence on on things I watch. I just want to go through a couple of things before we end up. A couple other movies because I like. I think it's fun to just see like what else was happening. Like almost like a time capsule uh, at this time. Other movies that were out. Uh, we have Show Dogs, uh, A Quiet Place, Rampage, First Reformed, uh, Super Troopers Two, Ready Player One, Black Panther. Um, sh- no, I'm not going to say that. Uh, Isle of uh, Dogs is a. You're, you're just saying other movies that these came are, out the same year. These, these, at the same, they were in in release at the same time. You kind of put movies at like a certain place in time, right? But mm-hmm. like we don't we don't often like actually like have other movies that like correlate. You know what I mean? No, not exactly. This, <laughs> well, we like, we we think about like okay, Upgrade came out like here but we don't think about the other movies that were out at the same time like they're 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 almost okay, kind of yeah, like I get you so you're just you're just thinking of that one release and when it happened you might remember the year of, of, a, of a movie whether it was like came out in 96 but you're not thinking necessarily of all the stuff surrounding it yeah thank you like it's kind of like just like oh wow there's a that's a crazy lineup of movies that that week that you could go see at the theater which yeah. is kind of fun. It's way funner when it's the 90s or the, especially the 80s when you get to be like, I can't believe all of these movies came out at the same time. But Right. Well, something a little f- further removed from like a few years ago, it's easier to like look back and go, oh, that's a weird context for all those yeah. movies to be in. All right. Well, thank you. Uh, thanks, Hunter, uh, so much. Can you tell everybody where they can uh, hear your podcasts and, and how they can check you out? Alright, so um, my podcast is called Android's Amazing Podcast. It's a comic book news review show where each week we talk about the hottest news, then we move on to a usually timeless topic. Every once in a while we get stuck on like when DC switched from um, Diamond to their own companies. We talked about that, so that's not necessarily timeless. And then we talk about whatever uh, new books came out this week to try to sell them to anybody who is hesitant on picking up a new number one or maybe even issue 50 of a Superman book. And then we just do deep dives with my buddy um, James. He works with me at the store, and it's just this is a fun time. Do you want to say so, where you uh, work? Or uh, I work at out? Android's Amazing Comics in uh, Sayville on Long Island. Oh, tight! Awesome. Um, well, thank you so much for coming on the podcast. We really appreciate it. Yeah, thanks, man. Uh, yeah, thanks. So, from what I understand, James, we don't know what movie we're doing next week yet. No, don't know. 
it's so it's gonna be a, it's gonna be it's a surprise, surprise. <laughs> mm-hmm. uh so for action action you can check us out on facebook on instagram don't check us out on facebook just <laughs> Go to our website, actionactionpodcast.com. Uh, we're on Letterbox, Action Action Podcast. Um, and James, Dustin, thanks a lot, and we'll see you next week. Guys, guys.